I am me, yeah, I have cancer, but that doesn't matter. I'm still me. I'm still the same person that I was last summer. Welcome back to Other People's Lives. I'm Joe Santagato. I'm Greg Dybeck. Uh, for anyone out there that wants to be a part of the show, don't hesitate to reach out to us. Uh, you can go to OPLshow.com or send us an email directly at OPLpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, and if you want to join our Patreon community, head over to patreon.com slash OPLshow. That's where you will get weekly behind-the-scenes bonus episodes so that you know what episode can be coming up on Thursday, and you can watch us kind of prepare for how we want to go into that episode. And you can also be part of our new charitable venture called Helping Other People, where each month we will donate 25% of the Patreon funds to a charity or come up with creative ways to use that money to help other people. And you get to be part of that conversation, kind of deciding what we use that money for. So check that out at patreon.com slash OPL show. Now, today we're going to be speaking with a young woman who is currently in the middle of a battle with cancer. She's only 24 years old uh, and found out that she had aggressive and fast-spreading bone cancer. And she's going to be talking us through her journey of how she found out she had cancer, how it altered her life, and how she, in her words, is keeping a positive outlook and kicking cancer's ass. And we've got her on the line right now. So thanks very much for being on the show today. No problem. Thanks so much for having me and for giving me the opportunity to share my story. Yeah, of course. We're really excited to, you know, get your outlook and and this story out there. And, you know, I want to say in your email, you kind of opened by saying I was your average 24 year old living her best life until I wasn't anymore. And you said that you had just started a dream job when you found out the news that you had cancer. And I don't know, that just really struck a nerve just because I think it's it's so scary like the abruptness of bad and life-altering news and how it just kind of derails so many things and just like shatters everything that we tend to put emphasis on like our jobs and our careers and things like that and i guess can you just kind of start out by walking us through you know how you first got diagnosed how you kind of first received the news and you know what effect that had on you yeah absolutely so um, like you said, in my email, I detailed how I could kind of just started my dream job and I was on a complete upward trajectory. Everything in my life kind of seemed perfect. It was like a moment of ease where I kind of just was going with the flow until I wasn't anymore. And um, so back in October of 2020, I was driving home from work one day and I had this pain like in, in my side, kind of like under my armpit. And I was like, hmm, what's going on? long day of work maybe it's just you know nothing tight clothes no big deal so i get home and i take a look and sure enough there's a lump there that i could visibly see that i've never noticed before somehow and um that kind of started the process right there i knew i was like this is not your average kind of thing that just goes awry and you know you find on yourself so from there i kind of went to one doctor first who said, eh, everyone's a little lopsided, nothing to be worried about. And I said to myself, nope, like this is causing me pain. This is giving me issues. Um, I can't really get through my day without, you know, having pain. So I went to a second doctor who said, nope, we're going to get you an x-ray, you know, right away. We need to look into this. 
And sure enough, um, the x-ray showed kind of like a cloudy, dark mass. And at that point, it was like, whoa, this is real. Let's, you know, keep moving forward. And the doctor told me to get a CAT scan next, which showed a pretty big mass um, in my fifth right rib. So it was kind of like, go, we got to get moving. So they referred me to a thoracic surgeon who ordered for a biopsy to be done. And the biopsy kind of confirmed it that I had what's called chondroblastic osteosarcoma. So a form of bone cancer. So when you find that out, like, can you kind of explain to us like what, you know, that is like, I mean, that is like devastating news to hear, obviously. Um, So what was that like when the doctor, it was like finally confirmed? Sure. So um, as I'm, you know, getting through my work weeks, kind of leading up to that, it's, you know, October into November at this point. And I did the biopsy and it was kind of like in my head already that what else could this be? The CAT scan showed such a large mass that I was like, I don't, I don't have another answer other than cancer. Um, But you don't want to think the worst from the bat, but you know, you do the steps, you take the precautions, you go through all the scans and everything. And then I got that phone call. I was sitting in my office at work um, somewhat at the end of the day, it was, Monday, right before Thanksgiving, I'm looking forward to, you know, a nice time with my family. And then I get that phone call. And it was kind of just confirming what I already knew, but still complete shock, because you don't say it's cancer until you know, it's cancer. Um, So from that point on, it was like, my life was shifting at a speed faster than light, there was no time for anything. (laughs) Yeah. Do you kind of remember what those initial thoughts were. I mean, it's just, it's so unimaginable to get news like that. Like I've, I've been on the receiving end and I think a lot of us have of, you know, maybe you don't expect a loved one to pass away or or news that just kind of comes out of left field and changes your life at least momentarily. But to get that news about yourself, uh, you know, understanding devastating effects or potentially of cancer you know 24 also so young and and like you said just starting this job do you remember at all like what those first thoughts were like uh like is this real or or am i gonna have to quit my job or you know just curious if there's anything kind of like specific that you remember in that moment yeah so i i would say that my my life kind of flashed right before my eyes in that moment um And at the time I was talking to a thoracic surgeon, I wasn't talking to an oncologist. Um, So at the time I had the anticipation that um, I was going to just need surgery. There was no talk of anything else at that point. So he told me, no, we're going to go to surgery in two to four weeks. You're going to need two to three months of recovery. Um, So in my head, I was like, oh my God, like I have, like my job needs to know this. Like I just started here and now I have to uproot my position and and leave for a while. So um, I think at the time, my biggest concern really was my job. And then slowly, I kind of took a moment step back from that. And I was like, Oh, my God, like, I have to tell my mom. And I have to tell my friends and my family and like beyond just work, which was where I was immediately when I got that call. I have so many other people now that I have to, to talk to about this. And from there, it, it only got bigger. Um, because after that, I, I did speak to an oncologist. And he told me, 
no, that is not the plan. Like we need to do aggressive chemotherapy before your surgery and after your surgery. Wow. Wow. So this was in October? Uh, at this point, I was um, in November, December at this point. So early December is when I finally got to speak to an oncologist who specialized in bone cancer. So how soon after you got the news and you kind of like, you know, told everyone, I imagine that was a very like an emotional thing also, like how soon after that do you have to start chemotherapy? So with cancer, it kind of, they, they don't put any stops in. It's like, we need to start moving. So I got, you know, my diagnosis right before Thanksgiving. I had my, it was a video appointment with the oncologist in I think it was December 1st. It was like very early December. And a week later, I was I was done with work. It was like, we need to move. So there's so many things that go into place beforehand. I had um, what was called, it's called a port. It's essentially like a catheter that gets implanted into your chest. So that way chemotherapy can be administered um, straight into like a large vein as opposed to going through your arms continuously for the next which for me is, you know, seven to nine months of treatment. Um, so there's there's the port, there's leaving work, there's telling family. Um, and then for me as, as a female, and, it, you know, it affects males as well, I have to consider my fertility and how that is going to be impacted by chemotherapy. So I started that process as well, um, all within a week's time. It was complete whirlwind, like life flash before your eyes kind of situation. Yeah, I mean, seriously. And I mean, I think I asked a lot of guests this in, in certain instances, but what was your kind of initial outlook, I guess, beyond the shock? You know, is there anger? Is it why me? Is it like a weird sense of hope? Like, I, I don't know, like what, what kind of began to, you know, creep into your mind once the kind of initial shock wore off yeah so i had what was uh it's called a pet scan a pet scan and it essentially um will detect um different levels of activity within your body so that happened within that week as well um i had a pet scan and that showed me that i had my bone cancer in my fifth rib but that was the only place that my bone cancer was um, so that alone was like a ray of hope. You're, you know, you're thinking, okay, I have cancer in this one bone in my body, but how is it not in other bones in my body? Um, which is, it's a valid question, but realistically it can show up in one place and, and not go other places. So my initial thought was, okay, it's here. I can handle this. I just have to get through it. Like there was not an initial moment where I was like, I didn't question my life expectancy. I didn't question would I be okay. It was just, okay, I, I have this and I have to deal with it. And the best way to deal with it um, is to kind of just go with the flow. I can't, it's out of my control. And I just have to be in the hands of, of my doctors and my, my family and my friends and my community. Mm. I want to, I want to say too, like full, disclosure to the listeners and viewers i mean and and we can kind of use this to transition to you know where you're at currently but you are like in the thick of this right now i mean you just said november october november i mean what's that like six seven months ago 
uh, from speaking to you now. The first call we were going to schedule, we... I know almost scheduled while while you were still in the hospital, but then thought like, okay, that might not be a good idea if there's a bunch of sounds. And you know, you even for full transparency, you just said before we started recording, uh, you know, oh, I don't know if we have to get on video. I'm, I'm bald right now. So you are you are in the thick of this. Like I assume you're going through chemotherapy. There's still a lot of time being spent in the hospital. So can you kind of just tell us what this journey is for you right now? Yeah. So. Um, chemotherapy started December 28th. So I went into the new year with a shaved head. I did that willingly. Um, I said, there's no way I'm going to let my hair fall out and watch it happen. So I shaved it and I actually ended up making a wig out of my own hair. So that Mm. was pretty, pretty cool. So I still get to wear my own hair. Um, but so chemo started then and it's been going on since then. So I did, um, It's kind of hard to describe the cycle of my chemo, but I did 10 weeks about of chemotherapy. It's not chemotherapy every single week for 10 weeks, but it's a long process because some of the chemotherapy I get is toxic enough that they have to monitor me highly. So I'm in the hospital for two weeks at a time receiving Mm -hmm. chemotherapy. And that's, it's only two doses in those two weeks, but I have to stay for the remainder of the week to be monitored and make sure that it gets processed out of my system. So I did my 10 weeks and I I got another PET scan and that showed that um, the activity of my tumor had decreased, which was wonderful news. And that's kind of the limit of what that scan showed me was that um, because I have bone cancer, bone just doesn't diminish. It doesn't just go away. So it's not that my tumor actually got smaller. It's just that it wasn't as active. So we knew that the chemotherapy was working, which was a wonderful thought going into surgery. So then I had surgery in March of 2021, and I had a 10-inch section of three of my ribs removed on my right side. So pretty big hole, you know, in my in my chest wall, which is what they call it. Um, and then it's patched up with um, bone, cement, and mesh. So I don't have a big gaping hole. I'm, I'm a whole person again. My surgeon says I can take a bullet there. I'm not going to try it, but, <laughs> but he, I've seen him a couple of times and he said that every time I've seen him. So he's, he's real proud of it. And I, and I'm proud of it too. So after surgery, um, recovery had been tough. I'm not going to lie. It was a process of learning how to get out of bed again and how to shower by myself and sit up on my own Um, because you take a large portion of your the central part of your body and you remove it and then you also stick in chest tubes and um, drains and other things that kind of just disrupt the way that you know how to live Um, so recovery i would say i'm at like the two month mark now and i'm just now really starting to feel comfortable again and get used to out of my right arm again, because it was limited because they cut, you know, through so many um, muscles and nerves and tendons and things. So it was a learning process. Um, But that being said, had to get right back into chemotherapy about a month after surgery, less than a month is when I started my chemo again. So currently I'm, I'm going through the same chemotherapy I went through before. Um, it's just now we're trying to make sure that no more cancer cells are in my body. Is there an update on, I'm assuming like the surgery was like successful and did they do like another scan to see 
you know, I'm assuming like the, the, the chemo now and correct me when, when I'm wrong, cause I'm sure I will be, but like, uh, <laughs> the chemo now is for like good measure, I guess of to like, we do chemo before and then do the surgery and, you know, take this portion of your ribs out. And then the chemo is like you just said, just to kind of like kill off the rest of the cancer, hopefully. And then they scan for it again. So you ha- you have it pretty much right. So um, as opposed to the scans being the only judge of of how and how I'm doing, um, what they do is they send off um, my tumor and and the ribs they took out for pathology. So after my surgery, I had to wait about two weeks, which is a long time for pathology because my cancer was bone. So they had to um, decalcify it. They had to do different steps to kind of get the answers we were looking for. So what we found was um, that the chemotherapy killed my tumor about 70% of the way, which is a pretty good number, but you know, you always look for more than that. Um, But the main um, area of concern was if outside of where my tumor was sitting in the bones to the left and right and above and below was there cancer present and the answer was no which was the best news to receive because that meant that the cancer stayed inside the tumor it did not start to travel out the chemo did its job it stopped it in its tracks and you know at this point i i say to myself i'm like i'm pretty much cancer free we're just killing those little tiny baby cells and you know, after this, we kind of continue. And I've asked my oncologist, I've said, you know, how do I make sure this never comes back? Um, Because I say it's never coming back. And that's the kind of the mindset that I put myself in is that I'm not doing this ever again, because it's been tough. um, And I don't wish it on anybody. But he said that, you know, we're doing and we've done everything possible that we can do to make sure that you're healthy on the other end of this. And then we would do follow-up scans, um, mostly in the form of CAT scans to just, you know, monitor what goes on inside my body. Wow. Well, that is amazing news to hear. Yeah. Congratulations on that. And, you know, I say congratulations because it's just the fight that it must take. And, and it's, the fight within the fight, right? It's like the surgery you have to go through. I mean, I've seen a grandparent and and, an aunt go through chemotherapy. I know how just devastating that can be and and the toll that it could take on your body. And then the mental fight, which is just a whole other, you know, it just uh, amazes me, uh, you know, how, how people are able to get through things like this with a positive mindset. So that's, you know, really great news. And to that point, I kind of want to ask, like, did you, uh, I guess just to get into your mindset more throughout this whole thing, like, did, did you always kind of see yourself as a person that kind of could handle something like this? Has it shocked you how you've been able to kind of handle this? And and even just hearing the way that you're kind of talking to us now, uh, just sounding so strong and confident while still you know going through this like yeah this. i was gonna say like you're kind of <laughs> talking to us right now like yeah it was fucking whatever chemo whatever you know like it's <laughs> the way that you're talking about it i'm just like you know i have anxiety just like listening to this and and you know for you to kind of even though like you know obviously yeah you got good news whatever it's not like you're like out of the woods you're 10 years you know right apart from this like you're still very mm-hmm. much in it and you're still kind of just like 
you know, whatever. And also, before we got on the phone, you you also had like a brief thing where you were just like, yeah, I just kind of like fuck it. Like that's kind of like my <laughs> approach to all this. So can you kind of like talk about that and like just piggybacking off of you know Greg's question of you know your your mindset and and where your head was at like during this whole process? Yeah. So. I would say, and, and thank you for the, the commentary, because truly, you guys are describing who I am. Um, and that helps so much in this process. I cannot tell you um, how, you know, mental toughness in the face of adversity changes things. Physically, it changes things for me. Um, my, you know, going into all of this, I, I said... I can't control what's happening to my body, but I can control how I handle it. And that alone has changed so much for me. And I've kind of always been like that. I'm not a person who's in her head a lot. I'm kind of just by the seat of my pants. We're going for it. My life motto literally is fuck it. Like we are just anything goes. We are just going for it. You know, I, I, I love the beach. The beach is my favorite place to be. If I have nowhere to be at night, I'm going to watch a sunset. If I'm driving on the road, the music is as loud as it gets with the windows down, not a care in the world. Like there is no reason why I can't live my life regardless of cancer because fuck cancer. Um, you know, I, I'll, I'll go into the pizzeria and grab a slice of pizza bald. Like it just, it is what it is. I am who I am. Um, and that mindset has gotten me through a lot because this shit sucks. And I, I'm not going to lie. I've, I've got it easy, I think, in the, in the terms of chemotherapy and cancer. And it's been hard. I, I'm not going to dismiss that. But there are people who go through worse. And I'm thankful because I'm young, because it, it, it isn't the same when you're older or when you're younger. You know, I've got a little bit of life under my belt, but I haven't got it all yet. Um, but I feel like I've seen a lot. And um the mindset just really helps the positivity and the support that I get to. I have an immense amount of support in my life between my family, my friends, my coworkers, my community. Um, I, I didn't know I was loved by so many people and cancer has really given me the opportunity to see that. Um, and it's just, it's brought me so much joy and hope knowing that I have so many people standing behind me if I need it. Yeah, I mean, the, like, that is such an amazing, like, perspective and, and, you know, mentality that you have. And I think that, like, you know, I, I very much think, like, the mind is very powerful. So when you do have that kind of, like, positivity in your life and a, and a big support, support system, uh, <laughs> it goes, like, a, a long way, you know, like, physically even. You know what I mean? So uh, it's, it's just, like, amazing to hear. And I think that, you know, you're... And I, I mean, I don't know you, I just know you from this conversation, but you sound like an incredibly strong person and to kind of go through this in this way with that sort of attitude, like it says a lot about you. And um, yeah, it's just like, it's also like just inspiring to hear, honestly, to, you know, to hear that, even to hear anybody like going through something very tough or scary or anything and just kind of having to be like, I have no other choice but to just kind of approach it in a way that's i'm gonna be like happiest or strongest or whatever um instead of sort of lying down or or anything like that so you know yeah it's just great to hear yeah i, I think it, it 
it's cool because it kind of speaks to your character it seems of just like you as a person and i think that's that's what's great like just human to human like human to human it's not like the cancer necessarily helped you have this like like epiphany of how to live life it seemed like you always live life with the similar outlook and kind of enjoying things and like you said fuck it and having that mentality seems like it kind of helped you along the way for you know now this very tough very scary journey and you know i think that just kind of goes back to like just not letting this moment of your life or letting the cancer you know kind of define you or always have to associate you with cancer it's like you were this person before and i'm sure that that this experience is going to change you in many ways you know for the better but you're you are always that person in a sense which is you know just awesome I'm really glad that you say it like that because that is 100% how I try to make sure I feel every single day is that I am me. Yeah, I have cancer, but that doesn't matter. I'm still me. I'm still the same person that I was um, last summer. And I hope to be the same person, if not someone better, you know, moving forward. There's no sense in my mind that this is a stopping point for me it's really only a go point it's like here i am this is what i'm faced with and we're moving forward this is not where i'm gonna end yeah and what is that kind of light at the end of the tunnel for you or like what's motivating you or are you sort of uh, excited to you know get back to that job or similar career path yeah, so I'm so looking forward to returning to what I call quote unquote normal life, um, which I mean, we're in a pandemic right now. So that's another part of it is that, you know, I've gone through um, major surgery and not had somebody there next to my bed to mm-hmm. say everything's going to be okay, um, because there were no visitors allowed at the hospital at the time. Um but there's so much to look forward to. I'm so looking forward to getting back to work. I'm looking forward to growing some hair back and being a badass with, you know, a short pixie cut for a little while. Um, (laughs) And just, you know, taking what I do right now and just bringing it to the next level. Like I can, I can still go out and drive my car and see my friends, but I just, I look forward to doing it so much more um, once I'm able to, you know, physically, uh, and in a healthy and safe way and just kind of get back to what I was doing before and, and put that upward trajectory that I was on back in October, just into hyperdrive and just take it from there. I, I don't want any stops. I want to just keep moving forward after this. You're fucking awesome. <laughs> like you just are like, I don't know. Like, I just, I don't know. I'm just feel very compelled to tell you that. I appreciate it. And and that's what I want to make people feel is that, you know, we're faced with shitty, crappy situations, um, you know, more some than other, but there is no reason why you can't take that and just flip it around. And it's, it's hard work. It's hard work to flip it around and say, you know what, we're going to make this work. We're going to get through this. Um, but it, it, it's the, the only option that we have is to laugh through it because laughter makes everything better. I love making people laugh at the hospital or at the cancer center. Um, you know, it's just, we're going through the motions day by day and we're getting there. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. And yeah, I mean, what, what does that kind of 
timeline look like for you then? Like what, how long will it take until you think you can kind of like sit back one day and say, okay, I'm, I'm back on the path that's quote unquote normal. I think the end of chemotherapy will really be that mark. It's something that I every day look forward to. I say, I wake up and, you know, I go downstairs and I say to my mom, you know, I love you and I cannot wait for this shit to be over. <laughs> um, <laughs> but at the same time, too, I, I make sure to be grateful um, for the people that are around me and the people who have been supporting me. And a friend of mine told me to stop saying sorry when you tell people and you complain to people, but just say thank you for listening. So I cannot wait for the point where I get to turn around and look at my oncologist, my surgeon, my nurses, my friends, my family, my community, and just say thank you for being there through it all. And now I'm finally fucking done with this shit. <laughs> yeah, it's a good point too, because it just makes you realize how many people kind of get pulled into, you know, that, that world and that experience. And, you know, I can't imagine what that's like for, you know, parents. And again, just like a seemingly healthy 24 year old, it's, it's literally the last thing, you know, that, that you expect. And, uh, you know, I guess it's, it's a good thing in a sense, right? If a lot of people do get pulled into that and it sort of becomes their reality, cause I guess that means you have a lot of people that care about you and you have, you know, a big support system, which it seems like you are lucky to have. Um, but you know, that's like the one thing that I kind of always hear and, you know, have experienced as well is it's, you know, it's never just affecting that one person. You know, there's so many people, um, that, you know, illness, cancer, whatever it be, you know, kind of affects. And it's, uh, really cool that that's part of what's motivating you too, is to just be able to say like, you know, not, not just like, look, I did it, but like, look guys, we did it. And that's, that's, that's just awesome. Yep. A hundred percent. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on and, and, and talking to us today and sort of sharing your story and also being able to like, you're amazing at interviewing by the way like i'm just like <laughs> over here like this girl is crushing it right now so um yeah you like this has just been insanely like inspirational for me and i'm so happy to have talked to you and you know kind of get this perspective and i really think that you know we've been doing the show long enough to kind of know when when episodes like this are really going to affect people and i really do think that this one is like super important and when it goes out you know a lot of people are you know, we'll probably get a bunch of messages about, about you and, and sort of like thanking you as well. Like I'm, I'm sort of foreseeing that already. So we appreciate you coming on and not only talking about it, but being able to kind of verbalize it in all of your feelings as well, um, is, is also great. So thank you. Thank you guys for giving me the platform to tell my story and, you know, just share that, you know, your outlook is up to you. You can decide that a hundred percent, no matter what your situation. And I, I look forward to, you know, hopefully having at least one person say, you know what, I got to change the way that I look about something and just kind of go forward and say, fuck it. Let's, let's change it. Let's, let's get moving. Yeah, I know. Absolutely. And the, your words are powerful and you have the actions to back it up. And that's, what's amazing. Cause you, you did kick its ass, you fought through it. And I mean, you were, you were willing to do this call 
in the hospital recovering from chemo like that that says enough about like your character and who you are so uh seriously like joe said you know thank you so much uh we know a lot of people will probably be interested in learning also about you know your progress so i'm sure uh we can talk again on like a bonus episode or, or something like that because we want to know and we always say like selfishly the show just gives us new friends and acquaintances and like we don't want to be left out of the mix uh so definitely keep us posted on your progress i will for sure i hope that progress is is in the near future and i know it will be so you can hear from me again soon no worries awesome thank you so much have a good uh rest of your day yeah you guys too thanks if you've been meaning to start talking with a therapist then look no further BetterHelp can assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist, and you can start communicating in just 48 hours. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, and it's professional counseling done securely online. You can schedule weekly video or phone sessions or message your counselor at any time. So no more waiting rooms or scheduling in-person visits. Plus, it's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. Visit betterhelp.com slash OPL. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, and join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and other people's lives. Listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash OPL. Yo, that girl is fucking awesome. It's a cool fucking girl dude oh god like it's a, it's a cool cool person i i honestly like it's it's wild because when you know you're going into an episode and you're going to be talking to someone who's 24 years old and they have cancer you're like okay you you expect it to be a certain way you expect it to have a certain tone and it just wasn't that mm. and like that's not like you can't fake something like that. You know what I mean? Like it's it's not something that you could put on and like pretend to be inspirational or pretend to be motivational. Like I am gen like I am affected by her. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I really do feel like the way that she talked about it and, and the tone of the entire thing and the mentality and the mindset, like it wasn't like a downer mm-hmm. kind of thing. And we're talking about something as serious as, as cancer here, you know? Like it's it's just amazing like i I, she's just she just feels so genuine and and you know i that's why i just felt compelled to be like yo you're fucking awesome like i'm just getting like she was getting me amped of just like her her view on everything and and just everything she was saying it was just it was great and i'm so happy to that she was getting you know she's getting good news about this entire thing and hopefully you know she'll find out for certain that she's cancer free um yeah no she just she made that mindset feel so just transferable to anything like i'm ready to like get to work right now like i'm ready to like i'm going for a fucking run after this yeah 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 like no matter what it is because uh i think that's a good point like you said you can't fake that i think a lot of people do try to fake their their stories their journeys their mindset whatever it is in, in certain cases um but for her like what she went through yeah you can't fake that that's just her telling her story and her experience and it was overwhelmingly positive that's crazy because like you said you don't associate a journey through cancer and chemotherapy and surgery and recovery uh with positivity but there there 
yeah, it never hit that like, ooh, oh no, you know, it's like, no, it was all uplifting and, and look like the fight was hard for sure. And she said, it's tough. And I mean, that's no joke, like between physically what she had to go through to, like I said in the beginning, just 24 years old, like when you're that age, when you land a dream job, like she said, when you're on the up and up and that's all you think about is like, who am I becoming as a person? What's my career? What's my social status, friends? It's all like, it's all like future, future, future. But then this hits you and it's like, I need to think about it right now. Exactly. And uh, man, that's just got to be devastating on so many levels. But yeah, like you said, she you, you can't fake something like that. And uh, the way she kind of painted that picture is just extremely inspiring. And like, I have no doubt that she's going to whatever she takes on in life. If she took on that with the, if she took on cancer with that attitude, man, what's at that point, what's a job, you know, what's another challenge? Yeah. What's a, like, she's going to do whatever she wants to do and, and she's going to do it well and she's going to succeed. And, and that's so awesome. And, and she gets to go back to her life at still a young age to be able to, you know, still pursue those things full force. So man, really, really positive, really, you know, seemingly happy ending. And, and we'll, we'll keep, keep, uh, we'll get posted from her, you know, hopefully on, on that progress. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, it was just a, it was, I, I feel weird saying it was a great episode, but it was, it was, a, and like, I'm very like happy for her and the, and the, you know, news that she's been getting. And I, I really hope she does keep in touch because, um, you know, I would want to know. Um, but for anyone else out there, uh, if you want to be a part of the show, don't hesitate to reach out to us. You can send us an email at oplpodcast at gmail.com or go to our website, oplshow.com uh, and fill out a form and, you know, it'll send us an email and we'll go through it. Yeah. And follow us, uh, or sorry, become a patron at patreon.com slash OPL show. Uh, like we said, you get those bonus episodes, perfect example of a guest that we will be bringing into our discord channel that we will have a follow-up episode with down the line, 100%. Um, so that's where you get all that bonus material as a patron. Uh, and that's at patreon.com slash OPL show and follow us on Instagram at OPL podcast. Yep, and that is all. See you guys next time.